0: Welcome to the August 14th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Radio Show. This is your host Zachary, a.k.a. Space Marine.
1: What is up everybody? This is your co-host Emmanuel, a.k.a. Space Today.
0: On the BitcoinNews.com Daily Radio Show, we cover the full spectrum of Bitcoin, blockchain, and cryptocurrency, and we talk about some of the biggest stories that are impacting the market.
1: Today, Bitcoin is at $6,000.
0: Yes, Space Cadet. Bitcoin's at $6,000, and it dropped all the way from $8,500, which I hit in late July. After a Bitcoin ETF was rejected, the Winklevoss Bitcoin Trust ETF, that's when the rally stalled. And then the Solid at X, Van Eck Bitcoin ETF was delayed. And an ETF was getting the whole crypto world excited because it would allow people to buy Bitcoin on the stock exchange, just like a stock with a click of a button on the major stock trading platforms, which would have brought a massive wave of institutional investment but it appears the securities and exchange commission of the united states is not going to be accepting any sort of bitcoin etf anytime soon probably not this year probably not even next year so the rally totally lost its steam it rallied from 5800 to 8500 on this speculation of the etf and now it's almost back down to that 5800 level there's something very interesting when looking at the price chart i got a long-term price chart in front of me showing the past year the rally to $20,000 is the most prominent thing on this price chart. And then after that, you see waves. And Bitcoin actually went down to about $6,100. Shortly after, it rallied to $20,000. In February 2018, it dropped to 6100 And then it went back up again to about 11000 even 12000 by later in February, in early March. And then it went back down again to $6,500 in April. And then it went up again to almost $10,000 by the beginning of May, and then it dropped again by late June, early July to $6,000, and then we just talked about it, It went up to $8,500 in late July, and now it's dropped again to $6,000. And I wish you were looking at this chart like I am. You can easily look at the support level. Basically, Bitcoin's been bouncing off about $6,000, and the true support level appears to be $5,800. Bitcoin actually approached this $5,800 support level in the past couple days, and it bounced right off it. Now we're at $6,000. actually bounced a little higher, maybe to $6,100, $6,200. And then it went back down a bit to $6,000. But it really appears $6,000 or $5,800 is a strong support level. And Bitcoin's crashing hard into it and then bouncing off. So there's some serious, real fundamental support at $5,800. And based on this, I think it's an excellent time to buy Bitcoin. Bitcoin probably won't go below this level. It might go down to 5,800, but it'll probably bounce right off. So if you buy Bitcoin now, it's likely you'll see some good returns on it, especially since this might be the lowest Bitcoin gets ever again. It's quite possible. If this is really the support level right now, combined with the fact that Bitcoin has intrinsic qualities of cryptographic security, it can be sent anywhere in the world instantly, and you could send a billion dollars of Bitcoin for the same fee of sending $1 of Bitcoin. What I mean by this is it costs... Sometimes as low as a few cents to send Bitcoin, sometimes a dollar if you really want to send it quickly, but it doesn't change. You could send a billion dollars of Bitcoin for like a few cents, and no other payment service in the world can offer such low fees. To send a billion dollars, you'd have to spend millions of dollars at least, maybe tens of millions or a hundred million, worst case scenario. So Bitcoin's by far the cheapest currency to send money across the world. It's instant, you can send money anywhere in the world. It's cryptographically secure, meaning not even the most powerful supercomputer can hack through bitcoin we talked about in a past show how quantum computers could possibly hack bitcoin in the future but it's not even close to that yet and if it happens everyone will know about it and bitcoin will probably go to a quantum blockchain but that's besides the point the main thing here is that bitcoin is decentralized there's no central organization that controls bitcoin and with the us dollar and i just wrote an article about this on bitcoin news it'll probably be published today or tomorrow basically the us dollar is being leveraged by the united states for their budget deficits they're printing us dollars and abusing the us dollar for their own benefit for the country's benefit and bitcoin's not controlled by any central organization so no one's trying to abuse bitcoin systematically like the us dollar is abused there's not going to be any bitcoin inflation beyond the point because bitcoin can't be printed it's an automated program and in that program it says there's going to be 21 million bitcoins and never any more. so it has low inflation progressively decreasing inflation eventually zero inflation While the US dollar has progressively increasing inflation that will lead to hyperinflation like we've seen in Venezuela, Zimbabwe, and now we're starting to see it in Iran and Turkey. And we talked about Turkey on the last show. And people are flocking to Bitcoin to save their money during these hyperinflation events. And I think this is just a foreshadowing of what's to come in the future. All fiat currencies are destined to collapse. And now for a brief side note, while Bitcoin's price has bounced up a little bit today, Ethereum has actually gone down. And Ethereum is the second largest cryptocurrency It's the best cryptocurrency that has smart contracts. It's probably the first as far as I know that had smart contracts, which facilitates the development of decentralized applications. But Ethereum has gone down today despite Bitcoin going up. So Ethereum's not really coupled with Bitcoin at all. Ethereum's going down a lot relative to Bitcoin. Right now it's below $260 per Ethereum. The market cap for Ethereum is sitting near $26 billion versus Bitcoin's $105 billion market cap. So Ethereum's like a long shot away. But Space Cadet has an interesting story from May. Correct. This guy uh, named Bitcoin
1: Jesus predicts uh, Ethereum will be the most valuable cryptocurrency by the end of the year. Sounds like a false prophet.
0: Yes, Space Cadet. Bitcoin Jesus, or Roger Ver, said that Ethereum is going to have a flipping in and will become the top cryptocurrency and then exceed Bitcoin's market cap. It appears that's way far from the truth. That's not happening. Ethereum's actually going down, 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 while Bitcoin is going down too, but it's going down way less fast. And Bitcoin actually has a support level like we talked about. Ethereum doesn't have a support level like Bitcoin does. It could keep going down, especially now that there's a lot of fear in the Ethereum market causing people to sell off. And when it comes down to it, Bitcoin is a pure cryptocurrency. It's the first cryptocurrency. It's the most reputable. It functions perfectly to send money. Ethereum is a lot more complicated. And if you're trying to invest in cryptocurrency, Bitcoin's the best bet. It's the gold standard of the cryptocurrency world. While Ethereum is a good cryptocurrency because it has all these features of decentralized apps. But it's not the most pure cryptocurrency. It's a lot more complicated. So when people are going to choose to invest in cryptocurrency in the future, I think they'll choose Bitcoin. And that's already happening. Bitcoin's dominance percentage is up to 54.5%. And every day when I look at this percentage, it's going up. Which means Bitcoin has a larger share of the total cryptocurrency market cap each passing day. It's up nearly 20% since a low only a few months ago.
1: I think Bitcoin is too well established to lose its position.
0: On to our first story. Besides all those stories we just talked about into the market analysis and that's important stories but onto our first story besides market analysis. Square Cash on track to become Coinbase competitor. Affirmative Space Cadet, Square Cash was originally set up as a payment system to send money instantly from your bank account to a friend's bank account people have been widely using this for commerce it's a really easy way to send money even for business it instantly goes into your bank account but they had a really good idea they added bitcoin services starting less than a year ago to a limited number of states to a limited number of people but now square Cash has announced that they're launching their bitcoin service across the entire united states and all of the states they even got a bit license from new york in june 2018 and the bit license is extremely hard to get. I'm not gonna to go too much into that. Maybe in a future show. But yeah, the bit license is extremely hard to get, it costs lots of money, it takes lots of lawyers. But SquareCash is one of the only companies, there's less than a dozen that have bit licenses right now, and SquareCash is one of them. So they're able to serve the entire United States without any legal problems. And SquareCash is perfectly set up to be a Bitcoin exchange. You could buy and sell Bitcoin with your bank account instantly. A lot faster than Coinbase, actually, and with much higher limits. I believe Square Cash's limits are about $2,500 for the buying, and then the selling might be infinite. Anyways, on Square Cash, if you sell your Bitcoin, it comes the same day to your bank account, which is pretty amazing. On Coinbase, it takes a few days, or more, even five days sometimes. I've had that experience. I actually sold a Bitcoin paycheck on Coinbase, and I had to pay my rent. I was in a motel at the time, and I could be evicted. I actually wrote the story on Bitcoin News. And Coinbase did not send it in time. They had an error. I was locked out of my account. I had to wait a day to get back in, and then the money did not come in time. It caused huge problems in my life. So Coinbase is pretty reckless and belligerent, oftentimes with their customers, and they're not even very fast. It's not a good option when you're trying to cash out Bitcoin when you really need it. A lot of people nowadays, not that many, but it's growing, are being paid in Bitcoin, and you need a good service to sell that Bitcoin efficiently. The best way right now for me is Bitcoin ATMs. And for people that don't have bank accounts, Bitcoin ATMs are the best. But Square Cash is a good alternative for anyone that has a bank account. They can take the Bitcoin, sell it at Square Cash, and it'll go into their bank account instantly. I'm not sure if it's instant for huge withdrawals, but it it probably should be. Since Bitcoin is instant and Square Cash has plenty of money to fund it, and their infrastructure usually facilitates instant transactions and nothing less. So when you sell the Bitcoin at Square Cash, it goes to your bank account. And like I said, their limits are better than Coinbase. Coinbase has been upping their limits. We talked about this on a past show, but Square Cash is still better as far as limits go. And also Square Cash has very, very low fees. They practically have no fee. Right now they've had $70 million of volume, which is really small through their platform for Bitcoin so far, but they've only gained half a million dollars of profits from this because their fees are extremely, extremely low. And they're keeping their fees low to increase adoption so basically they're trying to get all the coinbase customers to come over to square cash and have no fees to start and maybe they won't ever need fees if enough people use it even at extremely low fees they'll get plenty of profits and they already get plenty of profits from the actual cash service they have so basically to sum this up square cash is on track to become a coinbase competitor it already is and this is good for the entire economy as far as cryptocurrency users go because Coinbase had a monopoly pretty much. It was the only big exchange headquartered in the in the United States. There was a bunch of smaller exchanges, but Coinbase was the only big one that was easy to use. But now we got Square Cash and also Huobi, which is one of the biggest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world, has finally moved into the United States with H B U S. And OK Coin, which is closely associated with OKX, they have the same founder and CEO, I believe, has moved into the US via OK Coin USA. I think they're only available in California, but they could eventually launch nationwide. But anyways, OKCoin slash OKX and Huobi have moved into the United States. And SquareCash is a real Bitcoin exchange now. And all this is providing tremendous competition to Coinbase. So Coinbase is upping their game. They're going to start paying more attention to customers, raising their limits, increasing the efficiency of their services so buying and selling doesn't take so long. I've known people at a local barbershop shop. That bought Bitcoin and they waited weeks for it to arrive, which is totally ridiculous. The money was put into Coinbase and Coinbase just sat on it for weeks. That's not fair. And they could do better if they want to keep their customers. And they will do better. Because right now they have a monopoly. They're in a good position to keep that monopoly if they just up their service. So overall, regardless of which exchange wins this exchange competition in the United States, the customers will win. Because all the exchanges will be competing to offer the best services. On to our next story. The
1: Jamaican Stock Exchange will start offering cryptocurrencies.
0: Affirmative, Space Cadet. The Jamaican Stock Exchange has announced that they've entered a partnership with Blockstation to develop a cryptocurrency listing platform. And this will be directly integrated with the real Jamaican Stock Exchange, which is called the JSE. And this will provide a route for institutional investors in Jamaica and perhaps the world. I'm not sure how exactly this would work, but maybe throughout the world, investors would be able to buy cryptocurrencies via the Jamaican Stock Exchange. Since the Jamaican Stock Exchange is a fully regulated exchange, and institutional investors feel safer buying cryptocurrency through a regulated platform like the Jamaican Stock Exchange versus a normal cryptocurrency exchange, which doesn't have the full government regulations for trading, they are regulated, they are legal, most of these cryptocurrency exchanges, but they don't have the regulations and standards and reputation of a real stock exchange so this could be a big milestone for the cryptocurrency world and apparently blockstation has been working on this platform for six months already before they announced it today so this is coming along pretty quick already and it should be out before the end of 2018 and this might provide a bit of hope because as we talked about many times on the show the bitcoin etf has been rejected and that was going to be a good way for institutional investors to invest in bitcoin and cryptocurrency but now perhaps the jamaican stock exchange will be a great offshore way for people to buy cryptocurrency in a regulated fashion. Now for our next story.
1: Bitcoin is better than gold. Bitcoin is actually fixing supply, so it's better than gold. It's more portable. It's fungible. It's more durable. Actually, Bitcoin, it's a better gold.
0: Affirmative, Space Cadet. That's a good way to put it. I actually wrote an article today that's going to be published soon on BitcoinNews.com. You could read the full article there about how Bitcoin is simply better than gold. Essentially, it comes down to a few things. Gold is a physical thing. Gold is very expensive, $1,200 an ounce, and an ounce isn't too much to carry. But when you're talking about big amounts of money, and a real currency is used in big amounts of money, even gold is. But let's say you're trying to send a billion dollars of gold. That's 52,000 pounds of gold. That requires a tremendous amount of shipping fees, a tremendous organized effort to ship it. And so basically, you'll get lots of fees for shipping it. It's very slow. It will take days at the best. You might have to put it on a plane. That might be the fastest way. So maybe one day, get like, a huge plane and put all of your billion dollars of gold on the plane. But obviously, that would cost a lot of money. Security, police officers. Exactly, yeah. Space Cadet. You have to pay a bunch of people to defend it because it's not cryptographically secure. You could secure it with physical things like police and guards and vaults. But there's no such thing as any physical security that can't be broken. Anything could be broken. There's weapons out there that could break through any physical security. However, Bitcoin is cryptographically secure. And not even the most powerful supercomputer in the world can hack through Bitcoin. We talked about the quantum computers. I'm not going to go into that right now. Quantum computers in the future might be able to hack it, but that's like years off. We're talking about futuristic technology that doesn't exist yet. Right now, not even the most powerful supercomputer, even if you took all the supercomputers in the world and then put a team of the best hackers on them, they couldn't hack through one Bitcoin wallet. So basically, you could send Bitcoin across the world instantly instead of taking days like gold does. It's cryptographically secure, so it's even better than if you had a whole team defending the gold. Bitcoin's more secure than that. Think about that. And this all comes for free. The transaction fee is like a few cents. That's as low as a few cents. You could send a transaction fee of $1 just to be like totally sure for a billion dollars. Compare that to the transaction fee when sending physical gold. We're talking maybe millions of dollars if you're sending a billion for all the security you're going to have because bandits are going to be chasing that gold. There's a huge trail. And also the trail is another concern. You can't send gold anonymously in any way. And even if you're doing everything legal, that will raise suspicions and also... It'll get bandits to follow your gold people will be trying to steal your gold like many of the greatest robberies in history are just people following a gold shipment and stealing it from a train or a ship or a plane with bitcoin there's no trail there's only the there is a trail it's the blockchain ledger but that could be pseudo anonymous if you do it carefully so basically you send the bitcoin and there's only one note that you sent a billion dollars of bitcoin on a blockchain ledger and everything's cryptographically secured from beginning to end and by the time anyone sees the note that you sent the Bitcoin on the blockchain, it's already done. It's already sent. It's in a cryptographically secured wallet on the other end. The transaction is done. Unlike gold, where there's lots of evidence that the shipment is happening and it's not done for a while. Also, storing
1: gold. If you pay per square cubic of footage, you'll be paying a lot
0: of money for to store gold. So to get back to point... Basically, Bitcoin's a much better option for international commerce and finance because you can send lots of money across the world quickly and more securely than gold. Gold is a great currency back in the medieval times when everyone's shop was in one little village. You can carry your gold to the shop, buy what you want. Bitcoin is for the world we're in now where everything's international or even on a national scale. You need to send money to friends that might be in the next city. And gold's not the way to do that, it's just too arduous. Bitcoin's designed to be liquid. It's highly liquid compared to gold, and it's therefore a much better currency. And now to get to the ultimate point, fiat currencies, like the US dollar, is what dominates the world right now. And there's many fiat currencies, there's practically one in every single country for the most part. And until recently, until 2009 when Bitcoin launched, the only option for a good currency that was liquid was these fiat currencies. But these fiat currencies are being abused by the countries which run them. Each country has a central bank which issues the fiat currency. And they can print money. And they're not doing this in the most responsible way. Most of these countries are running up huge debts. We've talked about this on past shows. And we're going to talk about it on this one. So they're running up huge debts. And they're leveraging and abusing their fiat currency to pay their debts. And this is basically effectively stealing from every single person that holds the fiat currency. It's legal stealing. So they print money to pay their debts for the government, and that just takes away actual money from everyone else that holds that money. So even the US dollar, the strongest fiat currency in the world, they're printing billions of dollars of US dollars all the time. Right now, the United States national debt is $21.3 trillion, it's at a record high. They're printing billions of dollars, tens of billions, hundreds of billions, usually not a trillion at once, but it's happened. They're printing this and every time they print like a billion dollars, everyone's dollars lose value while they're just sitting in your pocket it's crazy with Bitcoin it doesn't have to be this way and bitcoins finally an option for the first time in the world since the rise of fiat currencies now we have Bitcoin and it's not printed like that it's an automated program it has a fixed supply of 21 million coins and we're not at that yet. We're right now we're at about 17 to 17 and a half million coins mining will eventually bring it to 21 million coins and then that's it there's gonna be no more Bitcoin so In this world, fiat currencies are slowly collapsing, and we're actually going to go more into this tomorrow. But anyways, fiat currencies are collapsing, and the world needs an option. Gold and Bitcoin are probably the best options because gold doesn't have a fixed supply, and that's actually another point I'm briefly going to go into this. You mine gold, and slowly over time, the amount of gold in the world has been going up. But let's say someone finds a huge gold deposit on the earth somewhere it will crash the market price of gold like with bitcoin you're guaranteed there's a fixed supply of bitcoin the amount that's mined goes down over time due to block having eventually there's gonna be zero inflation of bitcoin there'll be no more mined. with gold there's no guarantees like that they could find a tremendous amount of gold and gold's price will crash and nothing's stopping that at any time like someone could use new technology and dig deep into the earth and find more gold than we've ever had before but that'll just make gold worth less even worse now that we're getting to the space age Someone might find a planet, even in our own solar system or like a moon around Jupiter, that has like tons of gold. Because the conditions for gold are from volcanism, like volcanoes. So basically, they can go to another planet or moon and find tons of gold and bring it back to their earth and just destroy the gold price. They'll make a lot of money doing it, but it'll ruin the price of gold. And that's not so good for our currency. Bitcoin will hold its value. It's not going to be going down from inflation. And Bitcoin is the best alternative to fiat currencies because it's highly liquid. Essentially, I imagine that the economy doesn't have to completely collapse when fiat currency collapses. The world can transition smoothly, and it might already be, to cryptocurrency and especially Bitcoin. The infrastructure for worldwide Bitcoin trading is already being built, and it's growing stronger. I write so many articles about new mechanisms to buy and sell Bitcoin all across the world in all of the countries, pretty much besides the few that have banned them. So Bitcoin infrastructure is growing, and basically what the world has to do to avoid a total economic catastrophe where the whole economy stops working, yeah, if the U.S. dollar collapses, we're talking tremendous economic catastrophe regardless, but the world can transition easily enough, despite the hardship that will happen in such a recession from the U.S. dollar collapsing, it, it will be able to transition to Bitcoin, and I believe that's what's going to happen. Because Bitcoin is highly liquid, it can do all the things that the global economy needs from a currency, if not better than fiat currency because like we've talked about Bitcoin has intrinsic qualities that even though the US dollar is pretty decent right now It's a good storage of value. I'm not scared to hold some US dollars in my pocket to buy groceries unlike in like Venezuela where if you hold any money at the Bolivar or now the sovereign Bolivar They changed it three times if You hold any money there it goes down overnight and you lose money just by holding it in your pocket The US dollar is still good enough. You can hold it and go to sleep and be okay Eventually, it won't be that way But anyways, despite this, people are choosing to invest in Bitcoin despite the U.S. dollar still being strong. It's the strongest currency in the world, probably. Even though Bitcoin's stronger intrinsically due to its characteristics and fundamentals, the U.S. dollar is definitely the strongest currency in the world. Yet people are choosing to buy Bitcoin with the U.S. dollar. That says a lot. So imagine when the U.S. dollar is no longer that strong, when it's totally weakening as the debt bomb explodes in the United States and across the world and hyperinflation starts ramping up everyone's going to choose bitcoin probably anyone that could a lot of these countries that have seen hyperinflation actually try to ban bitcoin to stop the capital outflows but this is really wicked these citizens of this country and the country should be concerned with the citizens welfare these citizens are just trying to save their own lives they're trying to save their life savings so they could pay their rent in the future and have food in the future but these governments are so concerned about their own currency that they're sacrificing their own citizens hopefully that doesn't happen in the united states hopefully the democracy of the united states and the rest of the western world and even the eastern world because it's pretty merged at this point hopefully these democracies are able to recognize hey these currencies are collapsing this let's just go to bitcoin i don't think it's going to go like that there's too many rich people at the top that love the fiat currencies and that benefit from them and also that's all they're going to hold they're not going to like there's a lot of these rich people like Warren Buffett that hate bitcoin so they'll never go to it but they'll also be advocating no bitcoin institutionalized in the government so it's going to be a fight in the end And just to go back to the topic of this story, what I'm trying to summarize is that there's two options in the post-fiat world. It's gold and silver and Bitcoin. So precious metals and Bitcoin. Precious metals are physical, bulky things. There's no guarantee of their inflation rate because they could be mined. And especially, like, let's say there was no Bitcoin but fiat collapsed, everyone would be mining gold a lot faster. They would do everything they can to mine gold if it was the only currency. So that would cause gold to go down in value. So Bitcoin's really the best. It's highly liquid, and it has a fixed amount of mining. It's going to have zero inflation in the future. By the time Bitcoin's actually the global currency for real, there will probably be zero inflation. And that's a major thing. The first time the world's going to have a currency with zero inflation. Even gold in the past, in medieval times, it had some inflation for mining. And now, into our next story, which is totally related to this gold story. It's kind of just proof of what we're saying, how Bitcoin is better than gold.
1: Bitcoin's trading volume surpasses gold over-the-counter market by 200%. Affirmative,
0: Space Cadet. A research expert for cryptocurrency and finances in general named Nick Carter on Twitter did the research and ran the numbers and found that the Bitcoin trading volume globally surpasses the over-the-counter gold market. And the key thing here is over-the-counter with gold, that's physical gold. So the physical gold is basically the same as the over-the-counter gold market. And they're projected to have a volume or a settling amount of $446 billion of gold in the year 2018. Based on the first part of 2018 that we've already been in. This is a projection based on about a linear estimate. But with gold, it's relatively steady, so that's a good estimate. But anyways, using the same sort of calculations with Bitcoin, they're expecting $1.38 trillion of Bitcoin trading in 2018. It's not so good to have a linear estimate for Bitcoin. But basically what it's saying is so far, in 2018 at the least, Bitcoin has 200% more volume than the physical gold market. So this is just like we're talking about. Some people say that the market decides what's best. A lot of the big stock experts that are successful say the market will decide what's really true, what's false, what's best, what's not good. The market has already seemed to have decided that Bitcoin's better than gold because there's 200% more volume... the bitcoin market than the physical gold market and this is based on research or data from the london bullion market which includes hsbc icbc standard bank jp morgan which is a huge gold trading firm in the united states gosher bank and ubs and this is most of the otc gold markets this is what this data is from and bitcoin is just way above and beyond that so essentially this just like adds to the story we just talked about Globally, Bitcoin's considered a major asset class now by the markets. There's more Bitcoin being settled and traded than gold that's physical being settled and traded. One caveat here that we've talked about in other shows is that there's a paper gold market on comics, and this totally saturates the gold market. Essentially, paper gold is derivatives for gold. It's basically a piece of paper or a contract if it's digital saying that you could redeem this contract for a certain amount of gold. You buy the contract with cash, and people will try to invest in gold, and their brokers usually give them paper gold instead of actual gold because getting actual gold would be more expensive and harder to do because gold's not that liquid. So they have paper gold to make gold more liquid, but they're abusing paper gold badly. They're printing up to a 1,000 times more paper gold than actual reserves they have, so they say, yeah, you could redeem this gold. But here's the thing. The brokers and investment managers sell gold as a long-term investment, for lifetime, So they don't expect anyone to sell them. So they only have like one part in 1,000 of the reserves needed. So they have like 0.1% to 1% at the best of the reserves needed for all the paper gold to be redeemed. And this saturates the gold price down to about 1,200. It's like pretty much stuck at 1,200. I've been trading gold for years on a small scale with Bitcoin, actually. And the gold market's like stuck at like 1200. It also looks maybe between a 1, and 1500. It probably should be at 10,000 or even 100,000 if all this paper gold didn't exist. But that's really besides the point here. Like the physical gold market's the real gold market, and the trading there is much less than the Bitcoin markets. And Bitcoin volumes are only increasing long term by orders of magnitude, actually. That's all the news we have for you today on this August 14th, 2018 edition of the BitcoinNews.com Daily Radio Show. We hope it's been educational for you. And go to BitcoinNews.com 24-7 for the latest on cryptocurrency, blockchain, and Bitcoin. We cover the full spectrum of news on BitcoinNews.com. If you read BitcoinNews.com, you will be an expert in no time. This is Space Marine signing out until the next show tomorrow. This is Space Marine. Thanks for listening. We'll be back
1: tomorrow.